In the last couple of verses of the passage that we covered uh, this Lord's Day, Jesus is speaking and he says, if you believed Moses, you would believe me for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? And with that, Jesus says, look, if you don't take Moses seriously, you're gonna have a hard time taking me seriously. Uh, that's a pretty big statement. And every week we take a little bit of a deeper look at some of the stuff from the sermon of the Sunday before. We'll do that again here on Beyond the Notes. In the immediate context of what Jesus was speaking with these, these leaders about, these religious leaders who were in fact unbelievers, it's clear the, uh, the point of most concern in the writing of Moses was the law. But Jesus didn't limit it to the law of Moses. He made this broad statement in John 5, verses 46 and 47. If you don't take the writing of Moses seriously, you're going to struggle to understand me and believe me and take my words Seriously, thus Jesus links uh, mosaic truth all the way back to the beginning of the word of God with the message of the gospel. Now, that mosaic truth includes the book of the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That includes Genesis. I said that right, and so. The writings of Moses in Genesis are to be taken seriously if one intends to correctly understand the gospel. I think a lot of modern Christians are, are, are missing or would miss that point. Um, and I want to just take a moment and think about with you some things that Moses makes a big deal out of that are, I think, a bit underemphasized in, in too much evangelical thinking today. I want to take you all the way back to, to four very foundational things from the early chapters of the book of Genesis. And wow, do I want to make this a 45-minute verse. I didn't. This is not going to be 45 minutes. I'm going to go fast. The first major thing covered in the writing of Moses, and again, Jesus said, if you don't believe him, how are you going to believe me? The first thing Moses ever wrote about was a six-day creation. It's chapters one and two of Genesis. And if you don't understand that, that, that six-day creation to be what the Bible says it is, you're going to have a hard time understanding the, the role of God as sovereign creator of the universe. You're going to have a problem understanding the, the power of God to speak things that aren't into existence. By the way, only he has that power. And the honesty of God to tell us that story truthfully. Uh, it is amazing the Christians that I meet who have badly compromised their understanding of creation. Um, let me just give you this. For example, on the whole millions of years thing that I've just I've heard ad nauseum. Uh, the problem with that, just being real nuts and bolts for a moment, is on day three, God creates the plants. Uh, on day five, he creates the birds, which are necessary to pollinate the plants. The plants won't live long without the birds. And so if day three is a couple of bazillion years before day five, 
you've got a huge problem. You're going to have a mass extinction event of all the plants who aren't going to make it. And the response you usually hear is, oh, come on, Russell, you're being too literal. Oh, oh, so not only is the time period wrong, now the order is wrong too. And what really one ought to admit is if one is prepared to sacrifice the literal account as meaning what it says, what you're in fact doing is dismissing the entire thing as some sort of mythological construct, and you're in trouble. Day six, when he creates man and woman, Jesus said that God created man and woman at the beginning. There was a man in our church years ago, I don't remember his name, and he's long gone from the fellowship of McGregor. We were standing in Fellowship Hall one day, and he basically accosted me about my, my views of accepting biblical creation. And I asked him, I said, well, my friend, what do you do about Jesus's statement that Adam and Eve were created as man and woman in the beginning, not descendant from some precedent life form and not created sometime way after the beginning? Um, and the brother actually said to me, well, that's how Jesus would have understood it. Now, what you're hearing is the sound of his doctrine of Christ collapsing to rubble. What you're, what you're observing um, is exactly what Jesus said. If you don't take Moses seriously, you won't take me seriously either. Creation. Second, the fall. In, in uh, Genesis chapter 3, we have the origin of sin and ruin in the world. And if you don't understand and believe the story of the tempting serpent in the Garden of Eden, the, the uh, uh, Satan-possessed serpent in the Garden of Eden who tempted even that Adam to, and, and, and brought about sin and the fall of mankind, you, don't, you will not biblically understand the nature of sin. You will not understand the character of Satan as the ultimate liar and tempter. You will not understand the justification, not the justification, the first cause of the ruin of everything in the fall there in Genesis 3. Um, if you mythologize Genesis 3 and the fall, then you're on the cusp of mythologizing John 3, including John 3.16, and our need for a Savior. Don't mythologize the fall, the, the creation, the fall, the flood, the, uh, the, the story of, of Noah and his family surviving in an ark. This is, this is not the story of a bunch of animals going on a cute boat ride. This is the story of, of God in his wrath pressing reset on the surface of the planet Earth and all but reset on the creation of humanity as only eight human beings survived this incredible demonstration of God's wrath. If you don't understand the biblical account of a worldwide catastrophic flood, you're not going to understand the geology and natural history of Earth. You're going to be a patsy for whatever Nat Geo and the Discovery Channel push at you and you're, <laughs> you're going to find yourself holding other information sources as more authoritative than the Word of God. And that is a horrible danger for anybody who wants to claim to be a follower of Christ. You're not going to understand how the wrath of God is such a uh, phenomenal and, and a terrifying thing when God moves in His wrath. And you're not going to understand the grace of God in stark contrast to that. And then in chapter 11, the story of the Tower of Babel, you and I live in a time when there is rampant misunderstanding of how the, the ethnicities of the world interact and how they ought to interact. 
And if you don't understand the Tower of Babel, then you don't understand the origin of different human ethnicities and different geographic affinities and different culture and language groupings. Your understanding is going to be rooted in evolution, whether you know it or not, if it's not solidly rooted in Genesis chapter 11 and the account of the Tower of Babel. Hey, these things matter, and it's not just me saying it. I know I'm a bit of an extremist. <laughs> it's Jesus saying it. When Jesus said, if you believed Moses, you'd believe me, for he wrote of me. If you do not believe his writings and creation, the flood, the fall, the Tower of Babel, these are all in the writings of Moses, how will you believe my words? Hmm. Hey, I hope by now that you're, you're following or subscribing to these podcasts. I hope you're telling your friends. If these things are of benefit to you, I hope you're, you're sharing them with your friends. And, and you say, well, how will my friends find it? You found it. Share with them how you found it. And we will look forward to being with you again on the other podcasts of McGregor Baptist Church and back here again next week on Beyond the Notes. Is that okay? No, I love it. It's so good.